0: And for me, we have to lead with empathy. We have to lead with empathy, and that, for me, is what's not happening. Right? We're not leading, and when you have people running around we are not valuing empathy and loading up on guns instead, we're in the wrong. We, that will—that's not heading in the right, right direction. It's just—it's just not.
2: what up jason what up jason marcus how you doing brother how you doing how you doing it's crazy crazy times
0: stop 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 stop
2: stop it's crazy times tell me tell me what's going on (laughs) well before we
0: get into all that it's release week it is it is oh hell yeah (laughs) so this is but life is 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 so sort of there, I think from twenty, what we learned, it's so many things going on at the same time, good and bad, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you know, I'm super excited. You know, I'm in Miami. The restaurant is doing well. We're coming slowly out of COVID, and then boom, you get hit with these like four, five, six, seven things at the same time, right? Um, you launching a new single, and you're pushing that, and then boom, mm-hmm. you know, something else. So
2: yeah, actually, while we were recording, you know. Right after we did our D M X episode, after that happened abruptly, then we find out about Dante Wright and now Adam Toledo, and it's like I'm over here in Sweden and trying to keep up with what's what's going on in in the states, but it feels like just uh, uh, the top just blew off the powder keg again, you know.
0: Jason, okay, for me, as a, as a as a citizen, as a black man, it's you you wake up with this weight on your shoulders that you just don't, it's like a filter and a cape that you put on that you just don't want to put on every day, right? And I don't know if mm. it's, I think it's a combination. First of all, through social media, things are getting reported today. So this happened all the time, all the time before, back in the day, right? They just didn't get reported mm. before. So this done the right thing, that is horrible. But we all know that that has happened so many times before. The only difference now is that it's getting recorded through video and through social media and it gets broadcasted that way, right? But it's so much. And even since that, you talk about Dante Wright, you talk, and then Adam Toledo, 13 year old boy, 13 year old boy, man. Jason, think about that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then
2: you, I mean, that's since uh, what Tamir Rice was in uh, mm-hmm. 2013 if I'm not wrong, also 13 years old, that the dehumanization of BIPOC bodies is is at the level where even a child can be murdered by the state. And, you know, with impunity. No, but
0: it's also in, with the system, right? So facts are that eight minutes after Adam Toledo's death, there is a call going out on the radio by police officers were instructed to turn off their body cams turn
3: body
0: this is not a single event right this is something that happens and then you get a call out okay officers turn off your body cam why would you turn off your body cams right so it's not do you know mm-hmm. what I mean this mm-hmm. is this is not just a single event and, and
2: then I, and then of course it, it's almost like it's almost like The universe is is really uh, trying to tell us something because Dante Wright is shot and killed in uh, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, while the Derek Chauvin trial is just wrapping up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I mean, I I wonder, I wonder really if even if Derek Chauvin is uh, 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 found guilty, if if. If it isn't so that the system will see this and say, well, this is evidence of the system working. He was guilty of murder and now he is, uh, now he's gonna serve his punishment for that and now we can move on. I'm wondering even if a guilty verdict in the Derek Chauvin trial will actually lead to, you know, um, the reform of policing in America uh, or anywhere else for that matter. And of course, we know from experience that he may not be found guilty uh, because that's happened so many times before.
0: Well, there's a couple of things that I want to sort of say to that. Uh, as, As a person that's raising a black son, all of these petty crimes makes me, all these petty ideas makes me so nervous because as humans, we all make mistakes, right? You know, we've all had, we've all been in a car that has an air freshener in it we've all you know as a teenager I did I was you know as a person I'm flawed we make petty mistakes small things all the time but for black and brown boys majority the price we have to pay for this it, it just doesn't match it, it's just what we're putting into it it's just very very unfair so as, as, a, as a parent you walk around constantly what's going to happen when what's gonna to happen to my son. And it's a fear and it's a this extra layer that you walk around with. And you, I don't wanna walk around paranoid and upset every day, right? So that's one part. And as you talk about the universe is telling us and teaching us things, I mean, on a human level, I mean, first of all, I worked a lot in Minneapolis and you know, the black community in Minneapolis, it's, it's almost like a village. And I, what points to that, the larger Minneapolis area, to that is you know dr wright's teacher in school was george floyd's girlfriend i mean think about that that's like when you come into the village mentality so yes this moment is teaching us many things
2: then when you think about this the statistics then being is it one out of ten is it is it one out of a hundred you then have this connection between you know Dante Wright and George Floyd only being one degree removed from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just tragic. What would you say? Uh, how's the reaction been as far as you you can tell?
0: Well, you know. So on top of this, we have the shooting at FedEx in Indianapolis, mm. and for me, it's also like we're on the wrong side of right when it comes to America's history with guns, right? And mm in everything else we always try to evolve we try to fix things right if you work for a tech company your Mm. iphone is not the same one as when it came out 2006. i mean the difference between for example when someone says i didn't know the difference between a taser and a gun right if you've been Mm.
2: okay so let's back up let's let's back
0: up and give the background on that um yeah, I mean, what we hear is that the officer obviously didn't know. The, the, you know, the first narrative was that it was a, an honest mistake, that the officer didn't know hmm. that she shot Dante Wright with, she thought she thought it, shot him with a taser gun, but she actually saw him, shot him with a real gun. I mean, it's hmm. almost impossible to think that a taser gun and a regular gun <clears throat> is the same. First of all, the handle is huge, huge different. Right, it's, it's a big, mm, when you have a Taser uh-huh. gun, it's cut off, the handle is cut off, right? And then on oh. top of that, when you shoot with a Taser, there's actually a, a, a point that comes out, sort of this electric uh, point that comes out, almost the way you, when you play this laser that comes out. So you would know, as a holder of a Taser gun, you would know if you point at somebody, there's this laser that comes out. So it can't happen, mm. these are not coincident. This is something that, it's an improved version, mm. right? Mm. And our, I mean, America's relationship with guns is just the laws has to change. And for me, it's like, how many lives do we have to lose until the laws mm. are changing? And, and it's repetitious, mm. right? There's really twofolded. One is this mass murdering assault on young black men. That's one, mm. and it's a different category. And two are these mass shootings that are happening every year. Right? And we -hmm. know the script. People's gonna come out, people's gonna say it's horrible, and then nothing's gonna get done about it, right? Whether it's Mm -hmm. Sandy Hook Mm -hmm. or you you can go down the list, right? But this this has to change. And so for me, it's a matter Mm -hmm. of hopelessness in both of these, right? I choose to live in America, and I love America for so many different things, but I am raising a black son. So the first issue there makes me constantly nervous and it never escapes this idea: What if, if Zion does a petty thing? What, what happens if he goes into the deli and 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 does the wrong thing for something? You know, when he's at 11 12? Rather, the way mm-hmm. I got reprimanded by my aunties and my uncles was like, "Don't do that again," and you get a lesson. Here it could be Zion's yeah, exactly. life. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. and then the, to mm-hmm. the other point about, you know, Americans love or relationship half of america's love or relationship with guns there's basically more guns and weapons in america than there are people at this point It has Mm. to change it just has to change
2: and also it just it's a painful reminder of the history of police in the united states of killing black and brown boys i mean i think of the harlem riot of 1964 uh you know after the murder of 15 year old boy james powell Mm. um I remember my dad used to tell me when I was a kid about a boy in Harlem who was 10 years old and was shot by police for stealing an apple, Um, you know, and he used to always have that as kind of a, you know, similar to maybe a conversation you and Zion Mm -hmm. would be having. It's like you have to be careful because you could be doing something that you're doing as a joke or a prank or something like you say, petty, and it could cost you your life. And this then being a part of transgenerationally being a part of how we equip our, our, uh, our children and how we ourselves are equipped with this, the knowledge that this could happen. You know, you could be at the wrong place at the wrong time or, you know, we're just stay away from police because you never know. You know
0: but part of growing up is part of growing up mm. Jason is that you are making every day is a new opportunity to make mistakes especially as a child we do mm. them as adults as well but
1: <clears throat> trust how we me learn. how many yeah. things
0: I did wrong in my upbringing and I had aunties and uncles mm. in the neighborhood and my parents to guide mm. me sometimes really harsh mm. most of the time but always mm. with love right and mm. uh, mm-hmm. if I wouldn't have how would I ever learn if I didn't do this more? So you're going to tell me that oh I'm stopping this person because they have air fresheners in the window? Uh, that's not even mm. a, that's not even that's nothing, Jason. That's nothing. And, and so, Mar- Marcus, what are you hearing
2: from uh, from people in Harlem? Pe- have there <sighs> been protests? Is it is it calm? Are people out on the streets? Is it uh, demonstrations?
0: It's all of the above. I mean, they, and it's also. Mm. There is a unity, right? I think actually the Derek Chauvin trial stands for the unity and stands for the broadcasting. But then there's also fatigue. There's just a mental like we're still in COVID, right? People are hurting with or without this trial, with or without the Dante Wright case. These are very tough times, right? And then you add this layer on top of it, and you know, when, we, when you get stereotyped as the angry black man, right, that we're not angry black men or angry black women, but we have to deal with a whole other layer of violence that sometimes comes from within our community, but very often mm. are pushed into our community and also happens when we leave our communities, right? When we just as we have to go to work or travel, right? And mm. that mm. gets, as you know, it, it wears on you to constantly be aware, mm. to constantly be on your toes, to constantly be afraid for something petty to happen, to be constantly over policed, right? Mm. And I so I think it's 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 a it's a it, that's stress. It's stress. I mean, that
2: that's a stress that is physically and mentally eating at yes. you and I mean you know Marcus you know we're both still young but we've we've been alive for quite some time now it's been eating at us just as it has of previous generations and younger generations for a long time and that stress is not that's why I say being a a, a a BIPOC person on the planet your experiences are accumulated they never really, the memories don't disappear. Like each time you're confronted, just reading about something happening in another country can remind you of things that have happened to you and things that you went through or your friends went through, or your family members went through. And that all amounts to uh, uh, mental withering uh, or not mental withering, but mental weathering, you know, uh, it, it, it like eats away at you. In a way. But it, how 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 do you, how are you processing yeah, this, Marcus?
0: I mean, how what are you doing
2: to just stay? I don't know. Yeah, but
0: but I think to to answer talk a little bit more about this, Jason. I think BIPOC mm-hmm. is part of it, but I think it's almost like a ladder system. And on the top, if you think about ism and racism, right? The the black male <coughs> is always not always, but is the one that. Constantly getting pushed, it gets being put out there as getting the most violence and victimized, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there's a layer to this, and I think there's been a, an important year of talking about blackness and BIPOC and separating the two too, right? We 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 are through very bad experiences, horrible experience, learning more about Asian American. Uh, Experience and, and yeah, anti anti-A- racism. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And each one is different. But if you got to look yeah, at consistent hatred towards, and sometimes it's been organizations through KKK, and sometimes it's been from government stuff that's being put into us, whether it's been drugs or vaccines, and sometimes it's been institutions that we didn't have access to capital. Right. And then on top of that, there has been a combination of the two in terms of jail system that has always been. Uh, uh, sort of against black people the most, right? So all of this has been out there very muddily reported mm. because we didn't have social media before, right? And now when we have social media, and you can say that there's been improvement in most most areas, but in terms of police enforcement, there's this resistance on modernizing it, right? And I've talked about the human level of this, and I'm gonna give you an example, Jason. Mm. Hmm. Last week on social media, there was a fun video. There was a video that showed, and the police now is using AI dogs. They're using robot dogs, right? This has just come out. It's happening in New York City okay. right now, Jason. What does that mean? That okay. means that there were people who are open within the department to improve the system, right? And you're gonna mm-hmm. get to a more technology-based system. So if that's happened when it comes to technology, Why can't that happen on a human level, right? Mm -hmm. And when people say demolish the the police or change the police, we have to improve it. Or defund Defund the police, right? Mm -hmm. We have to, Mm it also means we have to improve it. And the way we look at black men, we have to have a completely different lens. We have to humanize that experience and understand I would de-escalate that experience. I can't tell you how many videos, like there's another video out there right now that's going viral in, in Minnesota of a white man driving away from the cops <laughs> uh, with a police officer hanging on to uh, his door, right? Mm-hmm. He's gonna-
2: And that man's probably still alive Of course alive he is, today. of course he is. Of course he's right? still alive. And, I mean, I saw, I saw footage of, of uh this uh, guy walking in a neighborhood in South Carolina yes. and a uh, white man, a white resident coming up and, and telling him to get the fuck out of the neighborhood because he didn't belong yeah. there. Just extremely telling of just, and this is a case where somebody didn't die, but it speaks volumes about the the attitudes, as you're saying, towards black and specifically black men. But I mean, also women. Just black bodies mm-hmm. in general we could say as far as you know how uh uh inclusion or exclusion is working like you are not allowed here you're not a part of uh uh you're not somebody i'll say hello to while i'm standing on my lawn but you're somebody i'd like to chase out of my neighborhood because you being here is somehow a threat or an offense or or uh uh I mean, and, and this is just a, a non-lethal confrontation. Sure. And then you have, of course, have all the lethal confrontations too, where somebody dies from this, but it's the same mechanisms at, at work. Of course, you know I mean?
0: but there's also the difference between public-private, right? So on the mm, private mm-hmm. side, you have all of those things, and those, those, are hard, those are harder but equally important to chip away at. But when you think about institutional stuff like the police department, uh, huh. Even even the robot dog, right? Who trains him? A computer yeah, does, exactly, right? And yeah. if that computer is trained. Train the computer. How, who trains the computer? Exactly. So for mm-hmm. me, just mm-hmm. A, we know that AI is it's an unfair system towards black men, right? So what yes. is I would like to know then? Okay, great. The new York, New York City Police Department is training, starting this to improve. But who trains who plugs in the information for for AI for example right So you're mm-hmm. ending up with an unjust system even if your intention is to improve it right So mm-hmm. that's why diversity mm-hmm. is important in institutional side and in the private side, right mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it's this is like a tax that we walk ar- around with. this is like this is a tax it's, it weighs heavier on me or just as heavy as the environment, you know what I mean, what we do towards the environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel I can chip mm-hmm. away at the environment in a different way. And I feel actually by, in a weird way, by by opening my restaurant in black and brown communities that I can chip away mm-hmm. at the same time, at inclusion, of course. But on top of that, you know, we haven't even started to talk about Lieutenant Caron Osario, they got pepper sprayed. And completely disrespected Mm -hmm. by the police department.
2: Get on the ground! Get on the ground now! Please talk to me about ground! ground.
3: Why am I being treated like this? Because you're not cooperating. Get on the ground! Why am I being treated
0: like this? He's suing the police officer. He, the police officer, got fired. But again, this was captured on video. But the way he was Mm -hmm. treated, it's inhuman. The lieutenant was like, "What have I done wrong?" They said they couldn't see his his plate. He was not somebody who tried to escape. He was actually working with them saying, "Hey, I'm going to slow down to go, to a gas station because he wanted to go to a well lit area. I, he he needed mm-hmm. to be in an area which was safe for him.
2: He was in survival yes! mode, of course.
0: And, yeah. and and being a lieutenant, being in fighting, you know, knowing this stuff, what could happen? And he could not have been more polite. Mm. And he was just asking, "What have I done wrong?" And they were like, hey, you better get out of your car, completely disrespected. And uh, eventually, the police officer tried to do deal with him, walk up to him on the slide, say, hey, if you don't report this, we can make this go away and we're not gonna ruin your career. Because they knew that they screwed up, right? So so, so, this is happening in all places, Mm -hmm. Jason. You asked me, where, how do I deal with this? And where does this Mm, go? How are you processing it, Marcus? I think that one of the incredible magics and the blessings of being black is that I want to connect it back to Africa where on the continent and black, being black means also that you constantly can deal with all of these things that comes with being black, right? Mm -hmm. Which are, Mm -hmm. there is this incredible level of ingenuity, creativity. Uh, that's why uh, the music is different. That's why the art is so different. That's why the storytelling is so different, right? And that's the positive, that's the stuff that you see. That's why I dance, that's why, you know, like it just goes into these
2: mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that
0: we push out. Then for me, that goes, to me, I process it through creativity, right? My being with family mm. and creativity, right? But, mm. Then there is also this whole level that is darker, that doesn't really often get talked about, which is the mental health of stuff, right? That's where people need support. That's where it's very hard to explain to people that are not BIPOC and don't fully understand. But it's like an extra level of tax that you walk around with that I thought, as a teenager by the time of this age, it would be gone, right? I li- literally mm. naively mm. thought that this would just improve and we were gone. And I think mm. through social media has really been two things out of it. I'm appreciative of the broadcasting so people know, but at the same time, it also adds to the mental health aspect because of social media and your phones, it gets, it gets right in front of you, right? Like when I was a kid, if yeah, I yeah, if I mm. didn't want to pick up the news and I didn't want to watch TV, I could, there was a way to escape it. Today, there's basically zero mm. way to escape it, right? So that works mm. well on pushing mm-hmm. and changing laws, but it also takes on a lot, right? Like I know tonight mm. that my wife and I will talk about Dante, Wright and Zion in the same sentence. Sometimes she doesn't mm. mention it. Mm. Sometimes I don't want to say mm. it, but that's essentially what we're talking about, right? Mm. We will talk about Adam Toledo. Yeah, like nine years older, or eight years older than Zion. Like
2: it's
0: mm. that's crazy.
2: How do you keep your child safe? I mean, he, he, even if you raise him well, uh, give him all your love and care, and that that it potentially just him leaving his house in the morning could have lethal consequences. That's it's just it. It's just a lot to take in that. It's like one thing about your own safety and you could take care of yourself. But when it comes to your child, you know, and how they're going to fare in society and knowing that, well, there's certain things that, you know, we all know there are things you can't control, of course. But this aspect of being a parent in the United States to a uh, black or brown child, mm. it's just painful to, to you know, um, to hear you speak on it and that that we're still here 2021 and you're saying these things it's not 1941 yeah, no, no. or 1961 no, no, no. or 1971 2021 you're still saying these things and rightfully so having to take this into your you know and the parenthood of your child you know or being the parent of your child you
0: know when i was a teenager um i came to the states and you know we, we stayed with families and it was a great great trip right The only thing that I remember that I picked up on, besides, you know, coming to the Mm. States and being so excited about it, but the family I stayed with, when we left the house, they said something that I've never heard before. And I was like 16 or 17 or Mm. whatever, right? They said, every time we left the house, be safe guys, be safe y'all. We were in Dallas, Mm -hmm. right?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. I was like, safe? Like that word of Mm. safe, it's just not a line that you said in Sweden. No, like you said,
2: the, the, the only similar thing we have in Sweden is yeah. drive carefully because that's a potentially yeah, lethal situation. But, you, but other than that, just going out yeah. on the street is not no, potentially and, and lethal in Sweden.
0: Whether you go into play music with your friends or whether you go yeah, to yeah, soccer. Yeah, no, you
2: wouldn't say, uh, you know, we were, var, we
0: stayed there. there were host family and we played soccer with their sons. So we, we were going to soccer practice. So we were going, you know, it was not a lot of different things that we we're doing. So basically very simple, you know, just like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just doing our stuff, right? And I picked mm-hmm. up on that, I was like, wow, what do you mean safe? What what could happen? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to soccer and we're coming right back. Like, like that was a real, and I mm-hmm. remember that. What does she mean? And then, you know, the mom that we stayed with, she was mm-hmm. wonderful and it was, but it was just something that I started to hear. And as I've lived in America for 20 years, People, this word of be safe, and now mm. when you live here, you understand, and particularly, being, a, you know, a black mm. being black on top of it, you understand what that means. Now, mm. during COVID, we said that all the time. Now, like be safe when you leave mm. the house. That is added another level mm. for all of us, right? Well, I mean,
2: you know, uh, and again, a, the system talking, which we've heard in the Derek Chauvin trial, the witnesses for the defense and the the police officers that were, were, you know, witnesses in the defense, not once did they mention the fact that, what they said was he had his neck in the wrong place. uh, He had his knee in the wrong part of uh, George Floyd's neck. He had it, uh, he should have taken his uh, knee off when uh, when George Floyd stopped resisting. He was kneeling on his neck for too long. But nowhere did anyone say maybe police shouldn't kneel on people's necks, you know, so like maybe what if we try that? Like why? What if we try like at the police themselves saying that, you know, maybe we should look at how we, you know, control people we claim are resisting arrests and maybe maybe kneeling on their necks is not one of the methods we should be trained or be allowed to use. Because it's, again, it's like the system is trying to excuse itself. And if it can't excuse itself enough, then Derek Chauvin will have to go to jail for some amount of time. And then that will be the receipt of, well, the system works when people don't do what they're told. But it doesn't lead to change of the system, systemic change.
0: Yeah, but I mean, just there's, co- there's a couple of things to this, right? I mean, imagine just on a human level, on a human level, in hmm. what bucket of garbage does the defense have to go and find these experts, right? Mm. Hey, hey dad, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just going to go to Minneapolis mm. and uh, be there, uh, the expert in the Derek Chauvin trial. Oh, for mm. George Floyd? That's awesome. No, for Derek Chauvin. Like, just think about that person that says yes to do that. Like in what mm. bottom of garbage do you have to find? This. I mean, think about that, <laughs> yeah. right? Th- this person is mm. most likely a parent. It's most likely is, you know, like, think of it as, in- sure, a highly mm. educated person, right? Mm. So you're going to be the person that says, oh, yeah, kneeing on somebody until they die because X, Y, and Z, because of technology, mm. technicality, maybe if I just have to season doubt. That's all it is. It's all about seasoned doubt to that one mm. person, right? I mean, that exactly. is.
1: Then I'm just going to read mm. New York Times for you,
0: right? And so you talk to me mm-hmm. about how does it feel, right? This is just, I just took an image from New York Times. There's mm-hmm. where it says, This is from April 15. One of the police officers who shot Brianna Taylor has landed a book deal. So if that, if not, if that
2: not adds, it doesn't add to your mental stress just in reading it, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> ah, Marcus. So, so and, and, that, and, uh, yeah. So <sighs> it's not just pebbles on your shoulders; it's it's whole blocks of stone that are constantly there. Yeah.
0: And then, then this
2: like and that, thats just opening the paper. Maybe you opened the paper because you wanted to read about, yeah. you know, I don't know, something else. But you're, it—you can't escape it. You're confronted with it. I uh, another thought that another thought that hit me, Marcus, was that if Derek Chauvin goes to jail if he's found guilty which is still unlikely uh but he is by some miracle of justice found guilty and goes to jail he'll be joining the in numbers world's biggest prison population which the united states has not by percentage not by uh per capita but it has in real numbers the biggest prison population The majority of the people in prison in the United States today are there for crimes way less serious than murder. No, of course. I mean, you know, or for us to carry that with us, uh, the the whole system from policing to the the criminal justice system as a whole, the prison system, the law enforcement system of the United States is it needs to be. Torn down and rebuilt. I mean, that's the only conclusion you can I can reach in this.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, it's a lot, but for me, just reading that line, eleven o'clock, and just seeing mm. one of the police officers who shot, Breonna Taylor has landed a book deal. Now what the fuck is that book gonna
2: be well, about? You know, you what know How I got what away with be. murder? Uh, you know
0: what it's gonna be about. And you also know, and here, here's the point like we're dealing with, right? America has always been a country of many tales, of two tales. You you have the enormous gains, and then at the same time, you have, and you know, the election showed us there was 70 million people that lined up to vote for Donald Trump. Uh, you see it in situation like this. Now, think about that. There is then a publisher that is like excited t- t- to benefit out of this. Mm. Clearly the, ben- the the publisher knows there's an audience for that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So the wheels mm-hmm. are in motion here, it just doesn't happen. The cynicism, yeah. the cynicism of it all. It's crazy. Mm. And then even mm. at the Derek Chauvin trial, right? Let's say he gets convicted. It still doesn't bring mm. back George Floyd, uh, no. Breonna Taylor there's no win you have an innocent Hmm. woman dead so for me the Hmm. whole thing for me is that america's relationship with guns and gun law has to change because it ain't working if you want Hmm. to talk about what's working and what's not working here is one that is not working how many more people have to die Hmm. and when you take that and say more people that also means black men have to die or black people have to die before we actually got to do Hmm. something
2: I mean, maybe, you know, hopefully, Marcus, we'll look back at this in three, five, ten years and say, well, that's when things got to a critical mass. And it was after it was after that. And because of that, these final straws that things actually changed for the better. I mean, that's the only (laughs) that's Uh the only kind of positive thought I can hold moving forward or looking forward you, you know, when you and I are are walking around with canes and thick glasses. What are you talking about? Uh, what what and, are you and, talking and, about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking in a long time. And and, and uh, Maxime and Zion are running the world. You know, then we'll be able to say, well, we were there when when the tide started turning. You know, I can see Jason uh, oh. with a fly remember how bad cane. it how bad it got. Yo, your cane's <laughs>
0: gonna be fly though. <laughs>
2: Yo, man, if, you know, uh, canes are fly, you know, like I don't even need to have a bad leg to have a cane, you know, it's like, it's just, uh, it's, it's right now. I couldn't, my hands were full. Otherwise I might roll with the cane. You know, one thing, um, I remember I I visited my aunt's house a, a few years ago. She lives in, uh, uh, out in the middle of a field in South Carolina and she had my grandfather's old cane and, and it had, uh, it had blue and uh, red and green, like uh, glass, you know, uh, uh, meant to look like you know jewels on it, but made out of glass. And also, you pull the end off the cane. There was a little knife. She was like, "Oh yeah, no, your grandfather didn't play around." <laughs> and he would, he said, you know, if if it was kids messing yeah, with yeah, him, yeah. he just, you know, he had Get the ready. cane. And if anybody, and if there was any more problem with somebody older, then the top would come off. And then, you know, so yeah.
0: What do you call that? Because that's a that's a Swiss Army knife cane. So that's a South yeah, Carolina yeah, cane.
2: Yeah. Survival, survival. Yeah, tools, <laughs> tools, man, tools. And if you want to open <laughs> a fly, bottle of wine, look fly, but also
0: protection. Yeah, exactly. And in the middle section, you can plug your iPhone, and you know, yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, levels.
2: You know, and uh, and also it it you know speaking of these things that we're speaking of, you know, and I write about that in my book. You know, my grandmother took her four kids in 1949, sent her four kids. Uh, uh, my uncle was only 18 months old and sent them to Nigeria. And she did this because she didn't believe that they had a future in Harlem. That, that was the only way she knew that she could protect them. So she, she sent her kids away, her being a mother, she would, would rather be separated from her children but that they would be someplace where they would at least have the possibility of a future, because that's how little she saw that possibility being feasible in if they were to grow up in Harlem at the
0: time in 1949. We have to take weeks like this and learn from it at the highest level, on a family level, in society, neighbors, and community. And for me, we have to lead with empathy. We have to lead with empathy, and that, for me... It's not happening, right? We're not leading a society at all with empathy. And when you have people running around, we're not valuing empathy and loading up on guns instead. We're in the wrong. We, that will that's not heading in the right right direction. It's just it's just not.
2: You know, as always, I I value these conversations. Speaking of a, a place where I go for healing, for inspiration, this moment is one of them. Uh, I'm just very grateful for that. In these times, it's extremely meaningful for me personally. And uh, shout us out, you know, send us an email, hit us up on the DMs. You can follow us at This Moment Podcast. You can also email us at This Moment Podcast at gmail dot com.
0: And if you have any suggestions that you think we should talk about. We would happy to take suggestions from the listeners in terms of subjects or experts in the field that we can reach out to. Uh, we want this to be a dialogue, and we want to learn uh, and share those stories. And Jason, uh, I can't tell you how much I value this, and uh, I really appreciate us having this, this moment together. All right? Peace, my brother. Peace, brother.